Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina. I'm bringing you today's word for April 14th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. I finally got to the last one, the, the miracle of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Man, this is going to be so good. So this is, uh, I think, part three or four of the Lazarus series, you know, just dealing with Lazarus. But this is part 61 of the overall series. The title of today's message is Faith Unlocked, Embracing divine sovereignty, embracing the sovereignty of God. And here's the, the real kicker, God's purpose in the pain, that sometimes God has purpose in the pain. Put in the chat, God has purpose in the pain. Sometimes I'm going through something and I'm asking God to take it away like the apostle Paul did, and, and God won't take it away because there's purpose wrapped up in it. God can prevent, watch this, or God can permit, and whatever God permits, he has purpose wrapped up in. You ready? You ready for the word this morning? I'm ready to release it, get ready to receive it, it's coming. right. All things are working together for our good. No matter what's, what we're going through, it's going to work out for our good. It's going to be good. When I don't know what God is up to, when I don't know what God is doing, this is what I tell people. I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good because God has good plans for me. Even when I have to endure whatever I have to endure on the other side of it, I'm going to come out better on the other side. Say amen to that. So let's get ready for the word this morning. Psalms 126 is in verse four is something we've been looking at all year. Now, Lord, the Bible says, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Put in the chat, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory, right? We want God to restore us to the former glory. I know that in, in the past few years, people have endured some things and it's been somewhat difficult. And whatever area of your life went dry, the Bible says, restore us to the former glory. Watch this. So that streams of your refreshing can flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I don't want any area of my life to be dry and all dried up. No, no, no. God is going to drench us, restore us, refresh us, revive us in this season. Say amen to that, which is why I believe God has me teaching on the miracles of Jesus so that you can build up your faith so that no matter what you're facing, you know that God can do all things. Our God can do anything, anywhere, at any time, by any means, because God is God. Say amen to that. Man, I'm, I'm fired up this Friday morning. I hope that you're ready to receive. So let's look at this miracle again, the miracle of uh, Lazarus, John chapter 11. We've been looking at it. And so instead of when Jesus received word, hey, the one you love is sick. Instead of rushing off to Bethany, let me go do something about it. He didn't do that. Instead of speaking a word of healing, dun, 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 be healed, right? And so the healing can just go. Healing could go where Jesus didn't have to go, like he did with the Roman centurion, like he did with the Syrophoenician woman. Well, Jesus didn't do that either. Uh, okay, well, instead of Jesus sending a messenger, hey, taking one, one of his team members, hey, go tell the family that I'm, I'm not going right now, but I'm coming. Don't worry about it. Don't fret. Never fear, Jesus will be there, right? I'm coming. He didn't do that either. So he didn't do any of that. He just stayed where he was for two more days. He didn't do anything about the situation. He didn't speak a word of healing. He didn't rush. He didn't send a messenger. He didn't do anything. And all he did was say this, this sickness will not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the son of God may be glorified thereby. That's it. 
That's all he said. The problem is that Mary and Martha were not there to hear Jesus when he said that. And so imagine, here you are, you're Mary and Martha and Lazarus. You love Jesus. You know Jesus loves you. You sent word to Jesus. Hey, Jesus has healed everybody. He's caused the blind to, to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the deaf to hear, the dead to rise. Come on, man. Jesus surely has to do something about our situation. He loves us and we love him. And so they have this confidence and they're like, hey, Jesus, the one you love, he's sick. But here they are. The time is going by. Their brother is getting worse. Jesus is not showing up. What's going on? They don't know. Jesus didn't show up. He didn't send a word. All he said was this sickness will not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified thereby, but they were not there to hear it. So they don't even know. They, they, they don't know what's going on. All they know is that the one that they love is sick and he's getting worse. And as he's getting worse, they, their patience is wearing thin, thin right? And so, so, so they're like, what is going on? Have you ever been there? You're like, okay, God, hey, hey, God. God, I need you to move. You know what I'm saying? I need you to hurry up. I need you to do something. I, I know that you're God. I, I, the issue, watch this. This is what I love. With the um, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, the issue was not they don't have a relationship with Jesus. Of course they had a relationship with Jesus, right? The issue was not they don't have faith. Of course they have faith. They, they, matter of fact, they had so much faith that they sent word to Jesus, right? So they had a relationship. They had faith, but still God was not moving on their timeline. And so, but, but what they didn't understand was that this miracle was going to be different than all of the other miracles. While it is true that Jesus had already caused the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, all of that. True. And while it is true that Jesus had already raised uh, Jairus' daughter from the dead, Jesus had already stopped the funeral procession and raised the widow at name's son from the dead. Yes, but under the Jewish uh, customs and traditions, they thought that the spirit of the body hovered over the body for about three days. And so in this case, Jesus waited until Lazarus had been dead for four days so that there was no confusion. I'm going to deal with this later. So that this was like the mother of all miracles, right? And so now, because the father wanted to do something special in this case, because the father wanted, but and at the end, when this happened, it's like the ministry of Jesus, the fame of Jesus will go out abroad, like to a fever pitch, to the point where the Pharisees and the Sadducees, this would be the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I'm saying? The Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees, after this miracle, they would say, we have to kill this man. So there was a lot riding on this miracle. And the father knew what he was doing. And Jesus knew that the father had a plan. So Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. He knew that the father knew what he was doing, but, the, but Mary and Martha didn't know. Jesus had already said, this sickness will not end in death, but Mary and Martha didn't hear that. And so, so Jesus was sure because he saw the end from the beginning that Lazarus would rise again, but they didn't, Mary and Martha didn't. And so, so, so Jesus knew the end from the beginning, but they, but they didn't have that revelation. And so, so what happens now, Jesus chose to postpone the performance. Jesus chose to defer the deliverance. Jesus just chose to stay where he was for two more days, and he didn't even show up until he had been dead for four days. Why? Because there was purpose wrapped up in it, because God had a plan. So what does this mean for you today? That was all the setup. What does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you in this morning. Say, God has a plan. Put in the chat, God has a plan for me. God has a plan for my life, right? And so what does this mean for you 
today. I have two things I'm going to share with you in this morning, two major points as we close out the week. Number one, God knows what he's doing. God is sovereign. Put that, put that in the chat. God knows, God knows exactly what he's doing in my life. God is a sovereign God. The sisters had done their part. They had sent word to Jesus. For today, you and I, that would be prayer. Say prayer. That would be us praying to the Father. That would be us making the petition of the Lord. They made their petition. They made their request known. The Bible says you have not because you asked not. No, they asked. Lord, it was like, Jesus, we need you to do something. Lazarus, the one you love, is sick. They made their petition. They made their prayer. They sent their message. They prayed in confidence. But at the end of the day, God had a plan. And their, God's plan did not line up with their plan. God's plan did not line up with their desires. And if there's, if there's ever a disconnect between you and God, the problem is you, not God. And so God already had a plan. Jesus knew that the sickness would not end in death, that he would be glorified through it. But the sisters didn't know that. This is a reminder for us this morning that God knows exactly what he is doing in your life. I don't know what you're going through. What Isabella and I are facing some stuff right now that we're believing God for. There's some things that we're praying over. There's some things that we're meditating on. There's some things that's in front of us right now in this season. But what you're facing is different than what we're facing. But no matter what you're facing, God has a plan. I want, I want to remind you this morning that God has a plan. Now, he may not show up the way you want him to. He may not come when you want him to. He may not do it the way you want him to do it. He may not even give you what you want right? It may not show up that way, but at the end of the day, let me say it this way. God's plans may not match your expectations, but I know this, his ways are better than my ways. His thoughts are better than my thoughts. And, and God has a way of doing exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that works on the inside of me. That's Ephesians 3 and 20, but I got to remember that God has a plan. And there's two things I've learned. I've shared this with you before. Walking with God now for about 28 years, I've learned two simple rules. Number one, there is a God. Number two, I am not him. <laughs> and so I have to remember that there's a God and I'm not him. He has a plan. I, I'm not a mistake. He made plans for me from the foundations of the world. And so I, I have to learn how to be okay with what God made plans for me for. I have to be okay with God's plans. It's so easy for us as humans to get caught up in whatever we're going through. It's so easy. It's so easy for us to be like, oh, this is the end of the world, right? Like, like, Okay, let's say that you have you have a, a child. Children really help us with the relationship between us and God. One of your kids is three years old and their toy broke, right? And they're playing with a toy and the toy is broken and they lose it. Like this is the end of the world as they know it, right? They bring it to you, ah, my toy is broken. And for them, you look at them and say, it's not that serious, son. And you're, But he is freaking out, right? It's not that serious, daughter. She is freaking out. But oh, my world is over because my toy broke. And so that's how it is with us and God. Sometimes we get so caught up in whatever we're going through in the moment that it's like, that's the biggest thing. And Lord, you know, like, oh my God, we come to God, like everything has to stop for this. And God is like, hey, calm down, son. Calm down, daughter. I'm moving pieces around the chessboard of your life and I already have a plan and my plans are better than your plans. So just chill. Just relax for a minute. I know what I'm doing. God does not have to explain himself, but he will reveal himself. So God will reveal himself in the fullness of his time, timing, but he doesn't have to explain himself. God does not. Jesus did not send a message to Mary and Martha. Jesus didn't say, hey, let them know 
This is going to get worse before it gets better. Hey, let them know Lazarus is going to have to die. Don't freak out when he dies. Let them know. No, Jesus didn't let them know nothing. God does not have to explain himself to you. God is God. And besides him, there is no other. So what you don't want to do is give up on, on before your breakthrough comes. What you don't want to do is, is forget the fact that God is sovereign and that God has a plan. You must discern the difference between God's purposes, God's plans, and your human expectations. Remember yesterday, I talked to you about not having this Gantt chart. Don't lay out this project plan for God. Don't have all of these milestones and timelines and expecting that God has to meet your milestones and timelines. No, God doesn't have to meet your, your cost schedule and performance. God doesn't work that way. God is God and God already has a plan. And so you have to learn how to trust God. You got to learn how to believe God. Watch this. God is more focused on his plans and on his timing uh -oh, than your emotions. God, God is more focused on his plan and his timing than your feelings. Get over it. Get over God. God, listen, God is not moved. Mary and Martha were freaking out. Mary and Martha started crying. They started mourning. People showed up. I got it. All of that. But God was not moved by that. Listen, Lazarus had to die. Lazarus went through all kinds of stuff. He was dead and he died and he was dead for four days. But in the end, God's plans are greater than your pain. I know this is not a message you want me to talk about. I know that this is not a message most preachers even talk about today. But at the end, God's plans are bigger than your pain. But put that in the chat. I have to learn how to deal with it. I have to learn how to endure, embrace even the grace to do it. I embrace the grace to be the man of God, the woman of God that God has called me to be. And that means sometimes that I embrace it. Sometimes that means that I embrace the grace to overcome and come out on top. And all I do is win, 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 no matter what. And then sometimes that means that I am embracing the grace to endure and to overcome. And the church said, amen. This miracle was going to be the greatest miracle. This miracle was going to take it. I mean, like, this is it. Like after this miracle, things start in motion for them to kill Jesus. Like this is the mother of all miracles. But, it, but for this to happen, Mary and Martha had to cry. They had to mourn. For this to happen, Lazarus had to die. And so what God couldn't do when Mary and Martha was like, hey, I need you to hurry up, God. Please do something. What God couldn't do was allow their pain to cause him to cause Jesus to be derailed from his destiny. No. When you open your heart to the sovereignty of God, it will change your perspective concerning what you're going through. It's not the end of the world. God is still God, right? No matter what you're going through, it's not the end of the world. You might be frustrated that God is not moving as fast as you want him to. You may be frustrated that, that, that God is not showing up on, on your schedule and your timeline. You may get frustrated that God is not doing it, the, you know, not what you want and when you want and how you want. Okay. But God is not your servant. God is not here to be at your beck and call. You don't command God to do anything. You, let's be clear about that. You don't command God. That would be like the tail wagging the dog. Remember, God is God. You're not. And so while Lazarus was dying and Mary and Martha were freaking out, God was not moved. Now, God, God has compassion. I got it. But God could not allow their pain to cause him to rewrite his purpose. His purpose was set from the foundations of the world for them. And his purpose was set from the foundations of the world for you. Say amen to that. I know this is not one of those messages that, that, you know, like, oh man, oh man. Yeah. I want to be fired up. Yeah. You can be fired up, but you need to be fired up. And I got to be honest with you. You got to be fired up to endure it all. Sometimes it's going to be like one of the most pleasant experiences in the world. And sometimes you have to embrace the grace to endure and overcome. You need grit and perseverance uh, uh, and determination as a man or woman of God you have to embrace the grace for it all. Say amen to that. 
I want you to be sober-minded when it comes to the things of God. Walking with God is not always going to be like, you know, purple unicorns and fairy tales. Walking with God sometimes means I have to endure and overcome. Say amen to that. Number two, you have to get to the point where you truly trust God. Say, I trust God. Put in the chat, say, I trust God. Let's talk about trusting God. Jesus intentionally delayed the blessing. Jesus intentionally stayed where he was for two more days. Jesus, on purpose, didn't even show up until Lazarus had been dead for four days. Even though the family sent their request, Jesus did not move on their timeline. Jesus did not go when they wanted him to go. Why? Because ultimately, Jesus was going to be glorified because this was something that the Father wanted. So Jesus' delay was purposeful and deliberate. It, it was not due to a lack of concern. Let me, let me, let me make sure I, I make this point. Look at me for a minute. God loves you. Let's be clear about this. God loves you. God loves you with an unconditional love. God loves you more than you love him. God is more committed to the plans that he made for you than you're committed to your worship of him, right? And so God is more committed to you than you're, than you're committed to you. So the issue is not his lack of concern. That's not the issue. God loves you. God, God cares about you. God thinks angels in heaven are like, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Right? The angels are, are confused. They're like, how come God, you, you, you think about these men on this earth all, all the time? How come you're thinking about them? God knows you by name. And so that's not the issue. The issue is not a lack of concern. The issue is that God had a plan and his plans were bigger than their pain. His purpose was bigger than their pain. And so they had to go through whatever they had to go through so that Jesus could be glorified and so that God's plans could be manifested on this planet. And this is a great reminder for us to embrace the sovereignty of God. Jesus allowed Lazarus to ultimately die. Why? So that the Father could be glorified and so that it could build up the faith of everybody there because he was going to raise somebody from the dead after four days, four days, right? Like everybody wants to know God as a healer, but nobody wants to get sick. Everybody wants to know God as a provider, but nobody wants lack, right? Everybody wants to know God like through this and that, but nobody wants to go through anything. And so for for God to manifest himself in your life on this level, this is the greatest miracle. He had been dead for four days. Dun, 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 Lazarus, come forth. That's true. But there was a family that had to go through that. There was a family that had to endure. So you got to learn how to trust God, even when it seems like his plan and his timing does not line up with your plans or your timing. You got to learn how to trust God and his wisdom, even when it, it is counterintuitive to everything that you want. Like his plans are bigger than your plans. You got to get to the point where you say, you know what, Father, I only want what you want and your will is above my will and whatever you want is what I want in this world. And so sometimes that means I'm experiencing the most amazing life and, and it's, I'm happy and it's pleasant. And sometimes it's not pleasant. And sometimes I have to endure like a good soldier and I endure hardship for the cause of Christ. Sometimes that, that's what that means. The apostle Paul said, for you to know God in the power of the resurrection, you have to be okay with knowing God in the fellowship of his sufferings. And so if you don't suffer with God, then you can't reign with him. I know this is not something that people want to hear today. And I know this is not something that, that 
I talk about all the time, but I have to preach the whole counsel of God. I have to preach the word of God and I can't skirt around these things. At the end of the day, sometimes you are going to have to endure and overcome painful situations, but you got to trust God through it all. God is sovereign. God is still God. You, your trust must be rooted and grounded in this belief. What is the belief? God loves me. Put in the chat, God loves me. Put in the chat, God loves me and I know it. When you know that God loves me, then I can endure it. When I know that God loves me, then I can I can go through it because I know that God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. I know that God will never leave me, nor never forsake me. He will never turn his back on me. He will never re relax the grip that he has on me, not to any degree. I am in his hands and nobody can pluck me out. So no matter what I go through, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good, but no matter what I go through, God, I know God is still with me. And God has empowered me to endure and to overcome. So instead of saying, woe is me, now I could be like, whoa, it's me. Oh, glory to God, Father, I thank you. For and for trusting me enough. Listen, God could not trust any family to go through this. God chose, watch this, here's a revelation. God chose the family that was closest to him, Mary, Martha, Lazarus. He chose the ones closest to him, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, to go through this. Listen, God can't trust everybody with this level of pain. And so when you're going through something difficult, you instead of saying, whoa, it's me, say, whoa, it's me. God, thank you. You trust me with this. Now, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, this thing would have destroyed me. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I could not handle this type of opposition. But Father, I thank you for your amazing grace. Your grace is on me, in me. Me, with me and for me. And so if you want me to endure this, I, I will endure it like a good soldier. I will endure hardship for the cause of Christ. I know that you are on me and I know that it's going to be good on the other side of this thing. Come on now. I know that you're going to give me double for my trouble. And so I'll go through whatever I need to go through to get to wherever you want me to get to. Why? Because I, I know you trust me. I trust you and you trust me. And so when you embrace the grace, come on now, this is not in my notes. I just feel like preaching now. When you embrace the grace to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be, that means sometimes Sometimes you're going to be up here boop, 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 and experience all types of victories. And sometimes that means that you're going to be ooh, going through some stuff. But no matter what you got to go through, you embrace the grace for it all. The grace life means that it's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. The grace life means that God is speaking through my vocal cords, thinking through my mind and operating through my lips. Sometimes that means that my experience will be pleasant. Sometimes that means that my experience will be painful. But through it all, Oh, this, that's, that's what uh, uh, the Apostle Paul said, Philippians 4 and 13. People say, oh, I speak Philippians 4 and 13 over my life. Uh, uh, I can do all things. No, the Apostle Paul said, I had to learn some stuff before I could say I do all things. What did he learn? He said, I learned how to base and I learned how to bound. He said, I had to go through some stuff. There was times where I had plenty and there was times where I had nothing. There was times where I was on top and there was times where it seemed like I was on the bottom. And through it all, I learned some stuff. What did you learn, Paul? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so that's how you're going to learn it. You have to learn God. You have to do this through experiences. At the end of the day, sometimes you, you, it's going to be like I'm on top and sometimes it's long suffering and you suffer long. At the end of the day, the grace life is going to en enable you to endure and to suffer and to sustain and to withstand and to persevere and to overcome. And so as a believer, you got to be down for all of it. You can't just be down for the, the, the good days with no challenges. Even when the challenges come, you have to be the man of God, the woman of God that God has called you to be for such a time as this, knowing that if God selected you, it's like you've been picked out to be picked on. God selected you. Come on now. God selected this family, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, the ones he loved to go through this. God selected you for whatever it is. 
and you got to be down. Say, Lord, I'm down for whatever. I got to be down for whatever. I will go through whatever God wants me to go through, no matter what. Jesus was glorified in the end. It was amazing. But don't forget, there was a family that went through a horrifying experience. This family went through a horrifying experience, but Jesus was glorified. So you got to be open to whatever God wants to do, however God wants to do it. Father, I give myself over to you. All that live godly shall suffer persecution. I know that people are not going to understand who I am. I know that people, for me to be in sync with heaven, sometimes it means like I'm out of sync down here with the people in this world. I know for me to be the man of God, the woman of God that God has called me to be, sometimes people are going to have my name in their mouth. People, But, but you know what, Lord? I, I take the attitude of Jesus. Forgive them, Lord. They don't even know what they're doing. If they knew any better, they would leave me alone. They would not put, I, Lord, don't, you know, withhold your wrath from them. I don't even need you to curse them because I know that their poison can't stop my purpose. And so, Father, I'm just going to embrace the grace to be whoever, whoever it is that you've called me to be. I trust you. I believe that you're a sovereign God. I, I will embrace your grace for it all. There are times of pleasure. There are times of pain. And no matter what, God is still God. Every day of my life, from the rising of the sun to the very going down of the same, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. And so, Father, I will praise you. I will walk with you. I will glorify you. And I'm down for whatever. Say amen to that. At the end, I just forgot my notes. I just said, forget it. I just feel like preaching. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. <laughs> I want you to close uh, close out this day and this week by speaking something over your life. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I am excited about what you plan for my life for this year and beyond. You taught me through the prophet Isaiah that your ways are above my ways, that your thoughts are above my thoughts. So your spirit lives inside of me. I believe the Holy Spirit reveals to me what you are doing. But even when he doesn't, I know that there's purpose in whatever you permit. So I declare that I trust you. I will trust you, Father, through the highs and lows, through the ups and downs, through the good days and the not so pleasant days. I am committed to walking with you all the days of my life. And I embrace the grace for it all. No matter what comes my way, I will remain in faith and I will trust you knowing that however it works out, it's gonna work out for my good. I live the grace life. And I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button so you can get my notes. You get my notes for free. You get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So listen, I need you to do a couple of things. It's Friday. So I haven't talked about this stuff in a while. Let me just talk about a couple of things. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on in the Dominican Republic. Isabella and I will be there soon. If you're not a partner with our ministry and you want to sow, you want to be a partaker of the grace that's on our ministry, go to ripministries.org and click on the donate button and then make a donation. All your donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have uh, any of my books or materials, I'm about to publish another book. Go to rickpina.co. I know that this stuff is in the video that's about to come, but I want to I speak it to you directly. Listen, I am, I'm, I'm preparing 
the Level Up Your Life book to be on Audible. And I'm also uh, about to publish another book. I'm going to make sure it's on Audible as well as I publish it. As I'm going through this content, man, God has given me so much stuff. I put it out there. If you don't have the book, get it. This material will be a blessing to you and it will help you develop into the man or woman that God has called you to be. And then if you're interested in our coaching program, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.